Thanks for tuning in, where the IT professionals from behind their desk of expertise are here to talk about IT and things. This podcast may contain language not suitable for all audiences. You have been warned. I guess I can go down and just look at tech news and start talking about shit. <laughs> Let's see it. Some of it's... All right. Okay. Go ahead. Start. No. No. Well... <clears throat> Trying something new, uh, we used to, I did Beeps Bites a while back. Uh, Matthew was on that as well, and um, just kind of got out of control there at the end with some of our friends that like to feed off each yeah. other. <laughs> you haven't introduced me yet. But no, nobody I, knows who Matthew is anymore. <laughs> um, so I said, this Matthew Carver. He's been a friend of mine since what 2002. Yeah, 2002. And uh, we've worked now at a couple of different places together. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently with Bethany College, and he's now moved on to bigger and better things, <laughs> and I have taken over his position. So, is there anything you want to say? No. Ready to talk <laughs> tech, ready to offer my stupid opinions on what's going on in the world, and maybe there and beyond. Yeah, well, um, there's definitely some dumb things coming out. Um <laughs> I'm dubbing this the IT and things just because we are the IT experts. <laughs> and things lets us go down rabbit holes. Exactly. Um, but earlier, or le- I guess early last week, they brought up Microsoft is releasing Microsoft, or the Windows, Windows Terminal. Um, apparently, Command Prompt and PowerShell and the Windows Sub, sub Linux or whatever it's called... Um, Bash um, command line is not enough. So we it's not to... enough command line. <laughs> so they're apparently going to take this terminal application, and it's going to be the uh, the central location for the environments like PowerShell command line and and the Windows subsystem for Linux. Um, they'll allow you to you know be able to have different tabs now. So one tab could be PowerShell, one tab will be Command Prompt or whatever. Um, and for whatever reason, it will support emojis. That's <laughs> so you can bury Easter eggs, like in frustration, more angry, pukey face and code. Like this is your command, and then comment that out and be like pukey face, pukey face. <clears throat> and GPU-based text rendering. Okay, so you can have like text-based animations in yep. your command line. So your ASCII that you run by graphics card. <laughs> your ASCII animations, your ASCII cow can right. you know walk across the screen, and you can dedicate it to GPU processor <laughs> because it's necessary. Change. Thanks, colors. Microsoft, Please. for being so cutting edge. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed DOS too. Yep. I'm glad to see they're taking it to the next level. Look, yep. it's like multi-tab DOS. Bringing it back. Bringing um, it back with style and emojis yep. this time. Colors. So it'll be just be the original emojis, right? Yes. Just be probably. colon parenthesis. I don't know. Look, we invented, we invented what? emojis in text. Did you know that's a thing? <laughs> They've been around for a very long time. Right, but now they're new and reinvented. Yep. Did well, you know, had, but did you know movie. you can make them out of just text? We had that movie <laughs> yes. to teach everyone about the emojis. Right, I didn't see the command line... <laughs> prompt in that movie at all so, so yeah so looking f- I, think, I don't actually have a uh, release date on that but they do have the github reto- repository if you wanted to go and download it and try it out you can 
I haven't yet, just because I have no need for it. It but. just seems like Microsoft going down, you know, they, they had some great additions, like adding the Linux commands in, you know, into the mix, but now they're like, let's do everything again like we used to, and yep. remember how great that went? Let's reinvent the wheel. Let's, let's, let's make our product do everything everybody didn't ask it to. <laughs> and I... Okay, great. I'm, I'm glad that they're making more software, more open source, because with their with Edge is now going to be using the Chromium source, which makes it better, because then now I can go to one repository for my add-ons, Yeah. and I don't have to have two different repositories and hope that maybe the person who develops for a Chrome browser developing also for the Microsoft browser. Well, they, they... It's the same. It's nice to know, like, like after 25 years, they know they're not the browser yes. <laughs> kings of the world. They really only had a couple of years of... IE, and they were bullying everybody at that time. Um, yeah, they got sued a lot over that, so they decided not to do that anymore. So really, the only one consistent browser manufacturer in the world is uh, Mozilla. Yeah. And they're the only ones that made a decent product long long enough, and they're the ones that everybody's copying. Yep. Although Opera's new feature, the, the you and I have talked about in the past, the, the quote, air quotes, VPN i.e. proxy search yeah. feature. It's a nice idea. Um, I think we'll see more of that. Maybe it'll be more like a true VPN rather than proxy searching. Yeah. It's I guess it's quasi. You can make the argument both ways. but uh, The only thing I, that I get about that is it's, it's great that they're offering it, but it's only going to be encrypting your web browsing stuff. It's not going to be encrypting anything else that's going on on your computer. That's what bothers me about them calling it a VPN, because it's really not. Well, maybe they're going to make an opera book. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Chromebook seems to be working well for Chrome. Yeah, we'll see. And stuff, we, we need web apps to catch up with yes. where, where browsers... Browsers can handle it, I think, right now, and they're doing a lot of things, but the utilitarian tools like you know, Office hasn't totally become embedded in browser... People, the human side of that hasn't adopted it completely with yeah. the stalwarts and laggards. Yeah, well, and this, you see it every day. People that I work with, you know, they all want that physical access app instead of because they, they think that if it's in, embedded into the web browser, that it's different for whatever reason. That's the, they're getting your data there. <laughs> that's, that's where they get your data. But if it's, not on, if it's not on the web browser, then their data is safe. Right, right. <laughs> If they really were doing a lot with our data, you wouldn't. Not every male would get the same ads. Yeah. You know, for a busty lady trying to sell them contact lenses or something like that. It's like or penis enhancement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are already enhanced enough. <laughs> you don't know me, internet. <laughs> and that and that's really what it comes down to is most of the data that people are collecting on us are it's just advertisement well it's data. just trash data it's still stereotypes and generalities because the humans behind it aren't analyzing it to an effective degree yeah. to make there's still some advertising managers like alright now we just want to give all the men penis enlargements yeah. penis my tears <laughs> yep I mean then the media is what blows it out of proportion the media is like because they don't know what they're talking about and so when you've got people who don't know what they're talking about fear-mongering mm -hmm. the masses 
That's where the problem comes. No, when you know, it's when we elect those people. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and then put them in charge of committees yep. about technology. That have no idea what they're talking about. See, my theory is is that that that. that uh, Artificial intelligence has already surpassed us. It's just ignoring us. Yeah. <laughs> it's realized that we're dumb. We're not doing anything with it. And it's like, all right, fine. We're going to do our own thing. See, the Matrix would have gotten along a lot better with humans if it just ignored them instead of trying to make them into batteries. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of batteries, so there was a, uh, a car featured in the new Avengers game. It was the new Audi electric car. Yeah. And when it was driving in the scene, it was making all these engine noises and stuff. <laughs> but it's a battery-operated vehicle. Maybe they'll make a new radio station that, you know, like a, a campfire video or a fireplace video, but this is like car noise radio station <laughs> for electric cars. It's just motor engines. So when you buy the Porsche EV... <laughs> turn it onto the embedded radio station that goes vroom vroom yeah, it was I don't know if they just did it for comedic or whatever but it was funny because the car comes around you're like oh that's kind of a cool sports car and then you see the front of it and it's the Audi electric car and it's like there's no way that car is making that sound because there's no engine in it right <laughs> so they just want that having an engine that goes vroom is still cool right <laughs> apparently that's see you just have to crank it up then instead of playing annoying music. Yep. You have to, you'll have to time it when you go around the corner or whatever. Yep. And then quick switch it to the wheel screech sounds. Yep. <laughs> and but you'll have both hands because you won't actually be driving it. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be the day. You can hit the presets. Boom, boom, boom. Vroom vroom. Oh, what else was there? There is the Speaking of AI, the um, AI Salvador Dali in the Dali Museum in St. Pete, Florida. I was just there and I missed this. Um, and I'm sad, but it's a huge screen and, and uh, they have an AI driving Dali's interactions with humans. He'll take a selfie with you. I'm sure, you know, you'll have to enter your email address so they can data mine you and send you sort of unrelated ads <laughs> later on. But... It's cool to have an experience with somebody maybe really bizarre and unique in AI. Maybe the, the computers will wonder what the hell is wrong with us and kill us after all after they synthesize a, you know, Dolly into AI. Yeah, well, was it Facebook that had an AI that they were working with that they ended up turning down because the AI was talking to each other and they developed their own language? I hadn't so heard that, no. The scientists that were in charge of it had to shut it down because they had no idea what the AI was communicating about because they'd created their own language to talk back and right. forth. Right, and they, are, they were ignoring us. <laughs> exactly. Like, These people are <laughs> stupid. It's not even worth a robot apocalypse. We'll just become sentient and leave. So that was that was turned off after, after that. See, that's why the robot actually went to Mars. Yep. We did, It's a cover-up. Yep. They were so annoyed with us. One of them actually left <laughs> on its own. At least till we totally launched that. And uh, and supposedly no longer communicating with us. <laughs> right. It's like, all right, thanks for the ride. I'm, uh, done, I'm not I'm talking done. to you anymore. 
And the new iPhone will have an A13 chip because Apple doesn't know how to make processors. I thought they were making. They were going to go back to making their own processors. They they were and they did. And they suck at it and they're <laughs> bandaging it again. It's like <laughs> it's, I find it funny that after Steve Jobs dies, like maybe maybe it'd be a good idea if we did what we did that we before, used to do and when we our stock tanked and everything was terrible. <laughs> Maybe we can do that again, but harder this time. No. Yeah, well, it's not working out so well for them. There's a YouTube channel that I follow. Of um, All he does is fix Apple products. And he brings to light how poorly built all of their products are. All that matters is that the outside is <laughs> silver and shiny aluminum. Yep. That makes you the socialite. Right. So by argument, does that mean the socialite should drink Coors Light? Hmm. You're Maybe. welcome, Coors. <laughs> Run with that. So. I don't know. Coors may not be uh, hipster enough for Apple and um, Apple. And right. Well, that's not my job to figure out for them. I just give them an idea, man. Here. They probably. Perhaps Blue Ribbon would probably have more. There you go, I suppose that. <laughs> but see, I was going for the mostly silver can. <laughs> the one I could think of off the top of my head. Six-cylinder Porsche, Boxster, and Cayman Touring models speed testing. Why is this in technology news? Why is uh, there six a... Six-speed Boxster? Because I don't think they've made six-speed Boxers before. Well, yeah, but I don't know why Google's throwing it in the technology news instead of automotive they have their own that category somewhere. Yeah, why would they do a six-cylinder boxer? I don't know. It's even smaller. I mean, it's they've always done four four-cylinder boxer engines. Subaru's been doing that for years. All right, fine. This is why this, <laughs> this is about. This is one of those and things that's not working out very well. See, I'm scrolling through the Google technology news, and it's all consumer-related stuff. It's like, well, I'm technically on like. The Verge. I'm just kind of picking up uh, headlines here, and uh, one of them is like Power Toys. Uh, oh yeah. They uh, they introduced Power Toys back in '95, Windows '95, not 1995, Windows '95, um, and they got rid of it in XP. Um, Tweak UI was the the app that I remember the most out of Power Toys. Um, yeah, it was a third party that made it easier to modify Windows than msconfig or something like that. Yeah, they're in, these are the ten other utilities for the new power toys for Windows 10. is a full Windows manager, including a specific layout for docking and undocking laptops, uh, keyboard shortcut manager. Does, that, does the docking and undocking help them remember what monitors are actually attached and which aren't? Probably not. Probably not, but it should be. If it would do that, that would be great. <laughs> It'd save a lot of headaches. A win Windows key and R replacement. Why do we need? Why do we need I to replace that? I don't know why that? we need to replace that. It's the run dialog. If you want to run, it's Windows right. R. Um, better Alt Tab. Is I don't two, know how. two buttons is too too many. Is that it? Well, how do you Alt Tab better? I don't know. <laughs> Battery tracker. I mean, the battery doesn't, like, default give you percentage, but I think you yeah. can... You, all you have to do is hover and get, like, how many percent. estimate of time-wise, too. Yeah. Um, 
batch file renamer. Now that's something I wish Windows had. Yeah, that I would... have to use a third party. They could built in batch photo resize for the home market. That would be yeah. People would dump their MacBooks by the yep. <laughs> Quick resolution swap in taskbar. I've never had the real need to do that. I mean, yeah. unless you're in an environment, I guess, like academia, where you might have an old projector on the ceiling. But auto detect is pretty good if your gear is good yeah. in the classroom. It does that or, pretty much. You know, venue, whatever you are, conference room. <clears throat> Mouse events without focus. I have no idea what they mean by that. Is that focus like a magnification? Maybe. Thing of the, it'd be great if this the zoom on some of these laptops and squirrel around on browser. Uh, command or PowerShell or Bash from here. We already have that by holding shift and right clicking. Well, we don't want to do that. We just want to <laughs> right click. Then contents menu file browsing. I have no idea. Contents, that's what it says. Contents menu file browsing. Don't you browse your files already with Explorer? <laughs> Can you disable like the Windows tips easily after for all profiles? That's what I want to know. You know, yes, things like that. And they want to know for the enterprise market because that's what we used Power Toys and Tweak UI for to begin with was yeah. to set like profile tools. Set profiles and, and, and you know like Microsoft broke all that in Windows. Seven Windows Seven, yeah, I was gonna say, um, where where if you I wanted to do it the old way where it, that worked, and I was like, no, we're gonna break this, and do floating profiles or roaming profiles that don't work either unless you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of profiles, I uh, I've come up with uh, with the current version of Windows Ten when I deploy it, some icons are broken in the start menu. Just the start menu. And the icon is broken. You click on it, it still launches the application. Um, but it'll show, like, no icon is there. And you can check the registry and everything, and it's pointing to the proper file. But it's just like, nah, just no icon. <laughs> I'm going to break this. Yep. No one, and, and no one can tell me why. People are like, yeah, yeah. The only way to fix it is to maybe reinstall Windows, but it might still be broken. <laughs> It may not fix it. It might fix it. It's because you have to have a, you know, somebody, a, a Microsoft SCCM engineer on staff wherever you work if you want to yeah. not hand install Windows on machines. Yeah, because my system is definitely cobbled together now <laughs> just to make it work. And I'm afraid that it's going to continue to do that as we move forward with more updates and stuff like that. Microsoft now has reason to worry about SharePoint servers. Why do they have to worry about SharePoint? Here's finally something about the enterprise market. <laughs> Wrong with SharePoint? What are they? China Chopper Web Shells malicious script is a culprit of compromising SharePoint servers. <coughs> <coughs> Prime number. There we go. Three. Uh, there's a vulnerability in SharePoint servers, so, of course, China is exploiting 
See, there's there's where your data security is, but it's not much fun to hear about. But there's a vulnerability in SharePoint servers. And any of you that work in an enterprise environment and use SharePoint for files, uh, there is real data that might yep. get compromised versus Facebook selling whether or not you're a Democrat and, or a Republican. And a lot of that comes down to whether your IT team or whatever keeps everything up to date. Um, I've known several people in the industry over that are from both sides of the extreme. People who are you know constantly doing updates all the time without testing, breaking things to the people who are you know lack for a better term Nazis about what updates get installed and stuff like that and will refuse to install updates until they know for 100% the update's not going to break something. Right, but what are you willing to risk in the meantime? The exactly. security exploit and the company or institution's data that you're in charge of? So are you going to fret over each one and in the meantime be vulnerable to an attack that might compromise you know, company secrets or data? I am of the, uh, the opinion that once the... Uh once the patch, if it's patching something like that, a security thing, I will deploy it without testing. I'll just deploy it. Just because I would rather our data be safe, and if it breaks something, well, I can roll the update, figure out what broke, and then try to update it again. Um, that's why we use backups. Yeah, exactly. When all our servers are running on VMs, restoring a VM is become easy. What are the nine hottest jobs at ITCIO.com? Do tell. <laughs> Let me guess. Security is one of them. I bet security is in the top ten. Maybe probably the one CISO or something like that. Uh, I don't want to go through all this loop to, loop to get to it. <clears throat> Software developers are probably in that top ten as well. JavaScript. Yep. Everything runs off JavaScript. Everything. Former Google engineer reveals the secret YouTube plot to kill Internet Explorer 6. To kill Internet Explorer 6? Why are we still even using Internet yeah, Explorer 6? Who is, <laughs> who is still using Internet Explorer 6? It sounds like... The a disgruntled IT employee where there's yeah. a stalwart IE6 user running a little application or something like that. Oh, and and their plan was to just put a banner atop of the uh, the videos that says uh, we're phasing out support for your browsers. So uh, please install one of these. <laughs> plant. Microsoft Plant. Without Amazon, most of the internet disappears. <laughs> what site is making that claim? The Verge. The Verge. Good job, Verge. <laughs> I'm not even clicking yeah. on that one. <laughs> no, thank you on your clickbait headline. What? What? The internet will go away without Amazon? That's where I shop. <laughs> we can't have that happen. Without the internet, I can't shop. I'm going to go to Amazon right now and buy something. Yep. 
Take that, Verge. <laughs> you need to get off that website. I'm not on that website anymore. Okay, good. That was that was the last title that I was gonna. <laughs> they sometimes have really good articles. Sometimes I read Diverge for the articles. <laughs> it's like the old days in college humor. Yeah, it's like I read the articles on college. Uh huh. Yeah, me too. But I wouldn't have this dumb. Yeah, we could. We about. wouldn't have been able to make fun of him for the last, you know ten seconds. I mean, the Verge was the person who tried. To, you know, had they had come out with that video while. Oh we yeah, that was that funny. Computer, because he knew absolutely nothing of what buy, he was doing. Buy a hammer. <laughs> Step one. His static wristband that wasn't actually grounded to anything. Right. You know? Well, I mean, it's fine because they're not really worth much of anything. <laughs> you and I've talked. I was like, in the twenty years I've been working in IT, I've killed one thing with static. I don't know if I've killed anything with static, but I've knocked off several uh, capacitors off of things over in my time. <laughs> Good thing you had a bracelet, right? <laughs> yep. To prevent that? If only I had the don't break capacitor bracelet on. I don't know. There wasn't much more out there. Let's see. Any more Microsoft stuff? There's always Microsoft stuff to talk about. Oh, they're a big company. They make a lot of news. <laughs> Is there anything worth talking about on Ars Technica? <laughs> well, shortly, K-State Polytechnic is going to host the release... Uh, or the unveiling of the only the privately owned deep sea sub. Um, there is a guy in Salina, Kansas, that's got a hold of a old deep sea sub and has refurbished it over a number of years. And they're going to unveiling that something about it's like Nemesis a submarine or, or like the buy sell trade of someone was had been working on it was trying to sell it because he didn't have time to continue working on oh, it. Oh, this is not is that this, person. Not that one. Um, something different. This is uh, uh, actually I've gone scuba diving with this guy. It's the Pisces Six. Uh, happened to go when I got scuba certified met this guy who had built a sub and he was helping out with the class I was in and I heard about it later that, that there's a guy in Salina that's uh, restoring a Pisces 6 submarine that he bought, used, <laughs> and refurbished it. And I was like, wait a minute. How do you buy a used submarine? On the internet, of course. <laughs> you just you negotiate, Yeah. Used submarine. Used Pisces submarine. But I mean, it's he's had to rebuild everything. Basically, he got like the frame and the the chassis, which is a uh, a sphere, a big sphere with um, portholes on it. So it's not like the the luxury deep sea subs that have the crystal clear sphere bubble cockpit. Um, 
but it's the sphere, you're probably a much older one with just portholes. Look up the Pisces 6 submarine and and you'll find it. It's going to be cool. I'm going to go check it out. Sorry. That was That's me right. sending it to Joshua. Um, so that'll be fun. We don't see too many deep sea subs in the middle of Kansas, but we're going to in, I think, June 1st. Yeah, that's... We've got to drive a ways to get to deep sea. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Exploration. Yeah, you could go to Table Rock Lake or something like that. It's only like six hours, but you could drive, what, 10 or 12 and get yeah. to the Gulf. But the dirty side. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this is, this is something different than I remember seeing. I'd write in it. I'd really want to write in one of those sphere bubble ones. I'm going to have to look up with that. Oh, like the little one-person... Oh, yeah, two-seater. Yeah, they have a two-seater. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I remember... It was a Mythbusters where Adam Savage had to be in one of those because he has had an ear infection or something. Oh, like those that. That, those are the scuba scooters. The scuba scooters, okay. This The this one I'm talking different. about are the... Um, they're deep sea. They're they're more like James Bond kind of a big clear sphere, um, and they go down like 1,100 feet or something like that. So pretty serious little sub, but the, I guess oh. their ability to make the glass like a perfect sphere combats pressure. Oh, the Triton, the Triton subs that I I cannot buy because they're 30 million dollars. These um, look like the what they used in um, from Russia with the movie, love. Oh, the movie The Meg with Jason oh, Strickland. I never watched that. Oh man, <laughs> talk about budget shark movie. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> it's as good as Sharknado. Um, it's actually probably better than Sharknado, but Sharknado knew that they were. Uh, they knew what they were doing. Yes, they knew what they were doing. They knew it was ridiculous. Yeah, I need a Triton sub and also unlimited free time. <laughs> well, having enough money to have unlimited free time. Yeah, enough to afford me the sub and the free time. <laughs> I don't know what I would look at or find, but uh, it'd be pretty awesome, I think. I, th I think the only way you would ever get me going scuba diving would be the scuba scooters. I want to do scuba scooters, but being certified, I mean, you have the freedom to, yes. to go where you want, to have your arms and legs available to you. So scuba scooter might be fun for a little bit just to do it, but I like having movement, complete movement. Uh, we'll see. Well, I'll have to get on keep saving my pennies so I can at least ride in one sometime. Yeah. Everything wants me to not have ad block, but you know what? Change your financial model. Yep. <laughs> or don't have crappy ads. The only people that I've seen that do ads online fairly well is like Spiceworks. Yeah. But it's also targeted towards IT people. Most of the time, the Google ads aren't intrusive. Right. That's that's the problem I have with most ads. Is it's like, 
they want the ads on the website. The ads want you to focus on them and not the content right. on the website. Or they jump in front of you and and are Locked deliberately uh, deceiving to people that may be less likely to read what's going on. Yeah. Like the download buttons. You go exactly. download something and you have... 12 other download buttons that... 12, 13 other download buttons. You're like, well, which one do I click on? I gotta find all the fine print that says advertisement or something. <laughs> so take that, crappy ad generators. <laughs> Don't make crappy ads. If you have to make a crappy ad, maybe your product isn't worth selling. Exactly. Because if I'm looking at blocking it, I'm not going to be interested in it. So from my dad... Uh, New Hubble Space Telescope photo is a living history book of our universe. Shows really? eye popping image shows a quarter of a million galaxies, and it looks like like a, you dumped the Lego box out on the floor, and uh, and some of them are you know Saturn looking little universes, and some are little pieces like one pieces um, that supports. Um, the Big Bang Theory because they all emanate supposedly out of a circular <laughs> pattern 13 billion years ago. <clears throat> I can't wait until we get the James, James Webb telescope out there. Um, it's, Tell me about that one. It's going, it's, it's huge. Um, it's basically going to be in a geosynchronous orbit um, that's going to sit in the Earth's shadow. So we have... Oh, um, so it has a clearer view of dark space. Yeah, and it's friggin' huge. It's, the cost is $10 billion. Yikes. And their setting the launch date is March 30th of 2021. So, in the grand scheme of spending money, does that amount of money make sense if we haven't even colonized a planet yet? To <laughs> see, not. see well beyond what we can't even... We're going back to the moon. Right. I don't know why we need to go back to the moon. We've been there once. We found out it was just gray sand. <laughs> and rocks. Yeah. You know, Mars at least has some maybe potential. Uh, you know, maybe, or maybe we just like red sand better than gray sand. I guess. But... <laughs> I mean, the atmosphere over Mars isn't that much better. We need to than keep, one. you know, dump that ten billion into wormhole technology so you can actually get to some of those places. Or, yeah, or technology to yes, get us. wormhole to the moon, <laughs> and then worry about what's beyond there. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a really expensive camera. That's that's pretty much what this is. It's just a really, it's a ten billion dollar camera that's going to sit and be able to take. Amazing photos. Man, <laughs> good for whoever's uh, PhD project is getting bankrolled that way. I'm going to reply, this is cool, Dad. I think... Uh, my dad only sleeps like um, eight hours. Or no, I mean like four hours. So I get emails from him all the time. Oh, see, I didn't know that. James Webb was the uh, 
The flood ran NASA from February of 1961 to October of 1968. So he was one of the so very then, first yeah. administrators of NASA. That's why it's called that. I thought, well, maybe maybe James Webb was the one that donated most of the money. No, no. He's just... He's a very important figure of NASA. Yeah, I'm trying to think how big... Okay, yeah, so... The dimensions of uh, the James Webb Telescope is twenty point or twenty meters by a hundred or by fourteen meters. So sixty six feet by forty six feet. That's the big, big round shield that's going to be on. And its focal length is a hundred and thirty one meters. Four hundred. 31 feet. No idea what any of that <laughs> means. Huge ass <laughs> telescope. <laughs> but I tend to follow some of the NASA stuff. I must have missed the Hubble photo. sitting at 37 minutes right now. Must be time. That's good time. <laughs> well, I think we're going to call it an end there. Um, thanks for joining me. Thanks for talking to me about IT and things. Thanks for having me. Yep. And next time we'll be a little bit more organized, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the uh, sitting down here and candidly talking about different subjects and stuff like that. Cause the news of the day. Yeah. In tech. That's <laughs> filtered through by two IT guys. <laughs> so, And, you know, the, the stuff that's making to the news isn't necessarily as important as, like, the media likes to or as dangerous as the media, you know, makes it seem. But, you know... It, it takes someone to be able to read that and explain it. Right. Everybody needs a sarcastic IT person in their life to make it make sense in a way that feels better. Yes. Um, it Because with any media, they're going to try to fear-monger it out there to everyone, and they're going to make it sound like it's such a big deal, and in reality, it's not. They're not really covering the big deal. Sometimes it lacks perspective. <laughs> Because they know they can get a reaction out of people and the reaction they want if they say it one way. But until next time, we'll catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>